Hello, Marvelites! Welcome to episode number 124 of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of news, new releases, comic books, and doing podcasts in my new office. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Ben Morris, editor of Marvel.com, indeed coming to you from the luxury, spacious Panagos Cerulli Suite here at the Marvel offices. This is nice. We should send John out of town more often. Yeah. So we can use this room instead of our usual room. I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I was put listening to books. I, I'm going to be listening to uh, metal all yep. day long today, uh, nice and loud. Yeah. Because the, the people in the offices on either side of me, they're not here. There and I don't care about the plebeians out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's plebeians. Plebeians? Yeah, whatever. Whatever. I'm no grammartician. So you're a grammartist. Yes. Um, All right. So if you're just joining us, uh, we do have lots of stupid jokes. Yeah. And uh, we're also going to talk about new comics. If you're just joining us, why would you jump in with episode 124? Well, you never know. People be like, oh, I heard about this podcast. Welcome. I'm just going to join. Yes, welcome. You know, like, yeah. Any time is a good time. Yes, I wasn't very welcoming there. For fun time. I'm sorry. Fun time all the time. Fun time all the time. Uh, We're going to go through all the new comics out this week, talk about movies and video games and... All kinds of fun stuff. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, let's jump right into things. Right on. Let's jump in with all-new X-Factor number four, written by Peter David, art by Carmine DGN Domenico. This concludes the arc set on Gambit's Island of Lost Thieves, where X-Factor has gone trying to investigate some corporate sabotage. They run into a character from the Gambit series last year, and he has captured Danger, former X-Men, former Danger Room, uh, and she is... <laughs> yeah, she was previously a room. Yeah, she's not too happy. She goes at it with X-Factor. It's a very interesting fight because it gives you a chance to really see the personalities of X-Factor, in particularly Polaris, who is, once again, off her rocker. Uh, Gambit ends up solving the situation in the most Gambit way possible. So you will, depending on your Gambit fandom, either love or hate it, but it's a very funny book and very, very well drawn. Love Carmine D. Gian Domenico. And uh, by the end of the issue, X-Factor has a new member, and the team continues to expand. New member is me. Spoiler. Well, yeah. Soon. Not this, that's not this issue. Not this issue? No. Uh, I didn't get to read it. Blew it! it. Uh, Alright, time for all-new X-Men, number 24. This is the penultimate issue. Ugh. Of the trial of Jean Grey, uh, we've got the we've got Jean Grey captured by uh, the Shi'ar, and she's put on quote unquote trial, mm-hmm. even though it's more just like gladiator and a bunch of other people yelling at her. It's saying, a kangaroo court. Yeah, what's a kangaroo court? It's, I think it's a term meaning like like a like a sham court. That's mm. how I've always heard it. But when I was a kid, I always just assumed it was a court run by kangaroos. I prefer the latter yeah. idea. Uh, so you've got that and kangaroos the judge. You've got that going on, and the guardians and the X Men uh, together are going to rescue her and beat the pus out of the Shi'ar because that's a thing that people mm-hmm. easily do. Yeah, uh, I love how they sure. just they don't have an idea of how uh, how the cards are stacked against them. Yes. Also, the Star Jammers are in there. That does not really make much of a difference when you're no. facing the Imperial Guard. How dare you talk of Chad that way? Odd. Odd is a difference maker. He really is. Look yeah. at look at him. He doesn't even say a word in this nope. issue, and he's just there. I don't think so. He's always got that little guy on his yeah. shoulder. Gleek Lock, or whatever Gleek. its name is. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would call it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, there's lots of great dialogue. I love the interactions Bendis has with the the kids from the original X-Men, the Star Jammers, the Guardians. Like, There's just so many different clashing uh, personalities and levels of experience yep. that it makes for a really fun issue. 
And also there's a big old throwdown. Yeah, and Star-Lord's scummy dad comes back and does more scummy stuff, which is great. That's what he does. Yeah, you know, it's funny. There's a, a king who's mm-hmm. a scummy dad. There's a pirate who is a really, like, relatable, uh, caring yeah. dad. Just goes to show. Yeah. Can't judge a book by its cover. Takes all kinds. Yeah. Makes the world go round. Big debut this week, Avengers Undercover, number one, part of All New Marvel Now, written by Dennis Hopeless, who I spoke to about last week while you were out of the office. We had a nice little chat. Uh, Well, that will be up soon. Drawn by Kev Walker. Colors by Jean-Francois Bellieu. Bellieu. This is a very cool follow-up to Avengers Arena. Uh, This issue is very much set up. It's going around the horn, seeing where all the survivors are at. Uh, It's interesting in the way that Avengers Arena has affected the Marvel Universe at large because Arcade leaked the footage. So now this is a thing. This is basically to all the normal people reality show. And we get to see characters like Hazmat and Deathlock interacting with their quote-unquote fans. And it's a crazy disconnect because they're approaching these guys like they're contestants on The Bachelor or something. (laughs) And, you know, they're just in this horrible murder-death thing. So it's a really cool contrast and it's a really neat way of distinguishing this series because there, they were trapped in a bubble. You only got this certain amount of characters. Here, they're out in the world, and it's terrible. It's, like, almost <laughs> as bad. Because they have to go to, like, a restaurant and have the waiter be like, Oh, you were my favorite. And then be like, Well, I don't want to talk about this ever. This is terrible. They all have different ways of dealing with it. Bloodstone has gone missing. Mm-hmm. He is going after Arcade, which he Arcade just looms over this series like a grim specter. But Arcade is somewhere in Begalia the criminal red light nation that was set up back in Secret Avengers. So the Avengers kids, the Avengers Arena kids go looking for Cullen Bloodstone. They find something else. Great first chapter to the next installment of this saga, which is going to be very different from the previous series, but also certainly picks up where it left off. Black Widow number four, written by Nathan Edmondson, art by Phil Noto. We get a new villain in this issue. Uh, He debuts. He is... Not quite a terrorist, maybe a terrorist, I don't know. He's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is called the Hammer of God. He has a great Phil Noto design. He's just this big, like, Zangief-looking dude who's got huge backpacks full of ammo and these giant Gatling guns. Phil Noto's art here is great. Uh, you have Natasha trying to take this guy down in the middle of a crowded area. It's kind of cool in the sense that She's very realistic, and Nathan's writing is very realistic in that she knows she doesn't really have a chance against this guy. She acknowledges it. She goes, I'm not Thor. I'm not Iron Man. I am Black Widow. These are the skills I have. And she uses the skills she has that other people don't have and her smarts to try and wear this guy down. But he looks like he's going to be a very interesting adversary moving forward in Black Widow. Very cool. Captain Marvel, number one. Carol Core. It's time. It's bat damn time. Uh, this is by, obviously, Kelly Sue DeConnick, with art by Dave Lopez and Lee Lowridge. Um, you, I've spoken at length about my love for Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, the series, Ms. Marvel, everything. Um, this is a terrific first issue. It starts you off and you're like, what the hell is going mm. on? Uh, and then you get some background. Uh, great emotional beats to this. Uh, some fun little fight scenes. Uh Carol's cast of characters. Um, some you'll be you, you, you'll see have returned. There's a bunch of new ones who will show up in in this series. Uh, it was it was terrific. And man, Dave Lopez, he's the goods. I 
I don't often say, oh, someone's the best, or that. But David Lopez is one of the best yeah. artists working in comics in a very long time, and I just, it's he's incredible. This issue um, does so many things so well that I'm very excited for you guys yeah. to read it. I love the new relationship that Carol got into oh, yeah. in between volumes. That never would have thought of it. Makes so much so sense. So much sense. Yeah, just like two characters who are great and perfect for each other. And I hope that, uh, despite where she ends up going in this issue, does not get thrown to the wayside because it's too cool to just get discarded. On to Deadpool number twenty-five point now. So this is this is sort of the an ending mm-hmm. and a beginning in the same issue. It wraps up a bunch of things that Deadpool's been dealing with. Uh, it really it, it opens in such an amazing way that I was not expecting yeah. at all. It opens with Crossbones at Deadpool talking yeah. in a bar, going over things, and it's and, like and it should be noted Crossbones sitting there in his mask and his underwear. Well, not yet. He's not in his underwear. He's, yet. Not. he's in his he he has to rip his pants off because right. they're on fire, <laughs> right. and then he's in his he underwear. He's shirtless for half though week. when they start. Oh them, yeah, right? for yeah. sure. Okay, cool. Uh, but and it, crazy as it sounds, they make Crossbones like uh, a, an interesting character, like yeah. someone with. A little bit more meat sure. on his bones, uh, and less just the, yeah, the, the evil Nazi dude. The neo-Nazi you can relate to. <laughs> well, when you put it like that. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, lots of great things that get wrapped up here. There is a big mystery that does not get wrapped up. I'm very curious to see where that goes. For yeah, Deadpool. I think they're 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 steering us there. I think oh, some yeah, yeah, clues no. are laid, but yeah, there's still I, I'm not, questions. I'm not concerned. I just, right. you know, like we got all these these great things checked off, right. and um, you know, it's great. This, this is um, I love the direction that they're taking Deadpool in. Also, if you've not yet read it, Deadpool: oh, right. The Gauntlet Infinite is out. Um, issue ten or nine is out this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to binge read my Infinite comics. Uh, issue number ten is out this week. Ten out this week. I binge read my infinite, so yeah. I read one through seven uh, the other day, and holy crap, it's terrific! Yeah. It's really, really fun. It's a different tone than the main book, but it does it, it feels just like it it, it should. It, it's complimentary and it's interesting, and you get a lot of big developments that are going to affect um, Deadpool. You also get a bunch of brand new characters who are amazing. You get Dracula, who in this Jerry writes him yep. fantastically. I highly suggest you check out the Infinite comic. Yeah, we got a nice little epilogue tying into it here. Yeah, it's going to lead into issue twenty-seven. So I think next issue is another times past issue. I hope. And uh, then, well, uh, it's time traveling Hitler next issue. Right. So yeah, another we get that. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully Scott Caldwell is back. Hopefully yeah. the whole deal. All right, Fantastic Four number two, James Robinson, Leonard Kirk, the second installment of the Fall of the Fantastic Four. Still really digging James Robinson's direction on this series. Uh, feels different than the last couple of Fantastic Fours, and I think that's necessary. It needs to establish its own identity. Still framed by Sue writing a letter to Valeria, who is mysteriously, not mysteriously, we know where she is, but she's absent, notably so. Uh, we get to see the Future Foundation kids here, so if you're wondering where they were, you get it here. There's an extra-dimensional invasion from potentially a very interesting place if Franklin Richards is on the money of where he thinks these crazy monster aliens are coming from. Fantastic Four goes out into the city, battles, does their thing. I love that we get plenty of cameos here. The Wasp shows up, the Avengers show up, but they're just kind of background, like, dealing with this major invasion. 
Reed Richards, very pensive, thoughtful and concerned, trying to figure out what's going on and also how he can fix it. And they are able to make some progress, but one member of the Fantastic Four has to make a huge sacrifice in order to get them where they need to be. And again, this book is cool and has all these science things, has this action thing, but there's this air of foreboding just hanging over everything that is very neat. Hanging very, like a noose over things. Like a noose. Hang, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Hawkeye, number 17. Uh, this is a blast of an mm-hmm. issue. It's uh, written by Matt Fraction. Art uh, on the first and the last pages by David Aha, but interior art uh, for the other 18 pages by Chris Eliopoulos and Jordi Belair. And um, if you if you don't know Chris, Chris is... He's an amazing cartoonist. He um, has been a writer. He's been an artist. He's a letterer, a very prolific, very um, very talented letterer. But he's also really funny. Uh, he's a hoot. He's a runner. Uh, he has a great family. I've been on vacation and run into his family yeah. at least three times, which wow. is hilarious. Is it all at Disney? Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he's but at Disney like all the time. He is. It's great. Uh, but Chris aside from being a friend, does really good comics. And this um, sort of put... His part in this is putting you in a world um, that that is, uh, I think, referenced... They they say it's from issue number six? Yeah, it was a thing. Yeah. So number six, there's a little reference. This pulls out that little reference and delves deeper into it in sort of a, a really cute, really funny, dreamy sequence, um, but is still relevant to... All the stuff going on in Hawkeye, and it's it's hilarious. If you yeah. like cute animals, you're gonna love this. If you're pissed off that we don't have David Aha <laughs> art uh, and lots of Clint Barton doing Clint Barton stuff, deal with it. This is a freaking great issue. Deal with it. Yeah. Yep. Showed this to my wife. She loved it. Yeah. Uh, it was right All right, Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble number six, adapted by our buddy Joe Caramagna. Yeah, it's out of order on the format. I screwed up. Um, It's adapting the super adaptoid episode of Avengers Assemble by Man of Action Ed Valentine. Follows right along with the series. Appropriate for all ages. Enjoy. Yes. Mighty Avengers, number eight. Man, I wish this book shipped more often. I love this series so much. Does it ship? Every month. I think it's not a a a multi-shipping series. Uh, This is written by Al Ewing, art by Valerio Schiti. And... Uh, this is an awesome one because we get a lot of insight into the Blue Marvel, who is a character yeah. that is fascinating. Um, you get some of his motivations. Ewing does such a great job writing every one of these characters with different voices, different motivations, different feelings. Um, terrific stuff. We get uh, a good resolution to what happened with White Tiger in the last issue. Yeah, sure. Totally badass moment in this one. Uh, and you get to see uh, the birth of a new villain. Uh, what's his name? I, it's not giving too much it's away. Like Doctor Positron, I think. Doctor Positron, right? yeah, okay. uh, which wow. is a can't terrific. Believe, can't believe that's stuck in there. Yeah, it's such a t- well because it's, it's a good name. It's a good there name. Go. He's got a great look, uh, and it's very relevant to all the other stuff. And a big crazy last page. I was yeah. like, what the what? hell? So good. I love this series so much. I like to think that uh, Blue Marvel creator Kevin Grivew reads Mighty Avengers and just goes, yes, yes. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, the joke there is he has a very deep voice. Very deep voice. Okay, Revolutionary War Motormouth, number one, written by Glenn Dakin, art by Ronan Cliquette. This is a 
crazy off-the-wall one. Uh, you may remember from Marvel UK in the 90s, there was Motormouth and Kill Power. Kill Power is out of the picture, but just the brief flashback we get explaining their dynamic, I now really want to go back and read Motormouth and Kill Power. Apparently, she was like a young woman and he was like this crazy big super soldier but he had the mind of a child so she was like his maternal figure in addition to being his like kid sidekick anyways from the <laughs> president Killpower is gone and the Miztech folks like they have been in all of revolutionary war are coming after uk heroes in this case motormouth who is now a mother of a single mother of two living in london uh she has to repel these Miztech warriors with no powers but she has this this street gang who polices her block and they're like oh hey you can't mess with all you can't mess with all neighbor we're gonna come and get you and they just got like bats and lead pipes and tire irons it's a pretty fun issue uh gets you into this character who i really love that i kind of hope motormouth shows up in some different places there's stuff we were kids you don't suspect and again it's all feeding back into the larger revolutionary war event okay secret avengers number one by Al Shakot and Michael Walsh. Uh, been, we've been promoting this on Marvel.com pretty heavy, and I, as a result, was really excited for it. And man, it, it lived up. I, I don't like to do a lot of comparison, being like, if you like this, you'll like this. Well, sometimes I do. But in this case, because I mentioned it earlier, so if you like Hawkeye, the book, uh, Secret Avengers, in its new incarnation, has its own identity, is its own book, but has a very similar sensibility and feel to Hawkeye. It's like Hawkeye the team book, and Hawkeye's on the team, so it makes sense. Uh, Michael Walsh's art is very much its own. Uh, fits beautiful colors by Matthew Wilson, of course, one of the best, but definitely in that David Aja school. And Alshkot just gets it, man. He knows how to do a spy story that is action-packed and layered and jumps around you know they're going all over the place in terms of the timeline the characters have great interaction and also it is super funny uh they, all the characters get little blurbs um like nick fury's is just nick fury yes there are two get over it he works for shield and also oh yes secret avengers because they all are secret avengers i'm not gonna i could i could read every page out loud i just think it's hilarious you got Coulson and Fury up on a space, space station fighting the Fury, the crazy Captain Britain villain. You've got Spider-Woman and Black Widow in a Russian spa, relaxing <laughs> because Spider-Woman doesn't know how. You've got Hawkeye being chased by AIM agents. Just look at how cool this page looks. Yeah. Um, and then you have Haw you also have Modok and Maria Hill. Modok kind of is flirting with her, oh, I love which is it. neat. Uh, he is in. He has demanded they call his shield base the Lair of Mad Science, and all of these things end up crashing together. It starts out kind of okay. We're meeting the characters. We're getting the plot, and then they all just crash together. And by the end, like it's it's like the pace just speeds up, speeds up. Coulson does something stupid. Hawkeye does a lot of things stupid. Uh, <laughs> Maria Hill's stressed out. Spider Woman and Black Widow are awesome. You get cool new tech. You get all these great new threats. You get beautiful art. You get Modoc yelling in all bold. It's awesome. Uh, I could go on. I could go on for a while. I really, really like this book, and it scratches an itch that I needed to scratch. You get the return of the uh, <laughs> Hawkeye face, but that's not all. You also, a few pages later, get the Spider Woman face when she has a wardrobe malfunction. Oh, so now we have uh, an equal opportunity. Censorship. I love it. It's great. So your number one is great. Uh, buy it, read it, 
You don't need to have read any of the previous Secret Avengers to get it. It's a nice entry point. I love this book. I love what these creators are doing. I am all on board. Nice. Superior Foes of Spider-Man, number nine. Uh, hands down, one of the funniest comics we have yeah. going. It's just hilarious, and it's meant to be funny, and it's really, really great. Uh, it's it's freaking ongoing about um, uh, Boomerang. Boomerang, man. So... How can it not be great? It's, yeah. You've got uh, guest appearance by Hydro Man. You got Stromy's favorite, the Shocker. Yeah, Shocker's all over the place. Shocker's all over the place. Fans who read the last issue were like, "How the hell does Bullseye show up?" You right. Get that answered, and it I like that. Yeah, it's it was great. it was cool because it was nagging at me, and I was like, "This book's good enough that if they don't answer this, I'll be okay." <laughs> but I'd really love if they answer it when they did. I was like, "Thank you." Yes. Uh, there's a bunch of really hilarious visual gags. Uh, Chameleon. Different side of him that we see in this issue, mm. and it's terrific. Very different side. Uh, I, you know, the owls kind of taking what they've done, what Bendis did uh, in Daredevil, and elevating the owl, and still keeping him cool and yeah. gross and and awesome. Uh, and yeah, it's a, it's a freaking boomerang story. It's great. <laughs> Superior Spider-Man number twenty-nine, Goblin Nation Part Three by Dan Slott. Christos Gage and Giuseppe Camuncoli. As always, there's a million things happening in this book, so rather than try to run them all down like crazy, I will just give you the bullet points. We've got the Goblin King, who is becoming a really cool villain. Whether or not he is Norman Osborn, we still don't know for sure. He's running his game. Spider-Man has seemingly been blown up. His he, He's not blown up. Spoilers. Um, his friends and family are fleeing the city, but the Goblins did manage to get his girlfriend before they left. He goes and Green Goblin just enacts terrible revenge on Doc Ock. Uh, it's really nasty and really gross, and it's a great double-page spread. Then they they come to blows once again. In this case, there's a hostage on the line. Brings out some really interesting emotional stuff for Spider-Man. And then you got Jonah Jameson sending Spider-Sliders after Spider-Man, because why not? This is the perfect time. Yeah. And Spidey would be toast, except he has a buddy helping him out. Spider-Man 2099, yeah. not spoiling anything there because he's on the cover, and we uh, get to the point where the two of them have to go up against the spider players with a twist. So, Domination is just, just kicking it. Love yeah. it. We're reading number three, written by Paul Cornell, art by Ryan Stegman. We're jumping back and forth still to Wolverine in the present day and seeing how he got there. Uh, a lot of Jubilee in this issue, which would make some fans uh, very love happy. Um, and a big X-Men battle against some killer robots kind of an x-men standby we see wolverine trying to deal with his lack of healing factor the x-men trying to look out for him jubilee getting some badass moments wolverine bonding with his new supporting cast and learning a little bit about them lots going on stories taking place on two different levels and uh the promise of big villains coming back into this series oh and we find out where wolverine got his new costume from a very unexpected source hmm. X-Force number two, written by Cy Spurrier, art by Rocky Kim. We shift the perspective of this issue. It was Marrow last issue. This time we get Cable. He is sending his team on a mission, trying to get behind an incident that occurred, uh, a terrorism-type threat, and finding out who's behind it. Also, while he's doing all this, he is talking to the quote-unquote leaders of mutant kind. That means we get to see Wolverine, Storm, Mystique, Polaris, Magneto, Havoc, and Cyclops. Uh, we'd see Phantom X trying to hit on Psylocke and not doing well. We'd see Phantom X trying to hit on Marrow and getting really scared. We even get to see Phantom X kind of hitting on Cable. <laughs> and uh, to boot on all of it, we have got 
Dr. Nemesis, who Cy Spurrier writes better than just about anybody else. And to bring us to a close, speaking of, speaking of Cy Spurrier, uh, I thought we were done with this, but I guess we get one last gasp of X-Men Legacy, issue number 300. If you're wondering how it got to 300, if you take the X-Men 1991 series and all iterations of Ejectiveless X-Men plus X-Men Legacy, this would be the 300th issue. So to end the series, they did a cool 300th issue celebration. It is a jam issue written by everyone who's worked on X-Men Legacy. So Cy Spurrier does the connecting point story, illustrated by Tanang Hot. And there's flashback stories by Mike Carey with Steve Kurth and Christos Gage by Rafa Sandoval. But it's very much in the spirit of Cy Spurrier's X-Men Legacy in that the premise of the whole thing is that this this girl who's had a horrible tragedy befall her is trying to get into the Jean Grey school. Uh, she gets caught in the security system, and she's in danger. This X-Men shows up who we've never seen or heard anything about. He's a really schlubby-looking normal dude. Uh, his codename is Forget-Me-Not. He's a very size for your character, and his mutant power is that the minute he has been there for more than two seconds, people forget about him. So he's been on the X-Men for years. No one knows about That's him. That's the saddest thing ever. It's super sad, but he's this upbeat character who he basically is trying to cheer this girl up because this girl's had a horrible thing happen to her. And he tells stories set in various X-Men, at various eras of X-Men Legacy, one in Age of X, and then one during an adventure with uh, Mimic and Omega, basically saying how he was able to serve the team and learn lessons how it doesn't matter uh it doesn't matter if people remember you as long as they remember your da, 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 legacy mm. time the whole Hey-o. thing back it is hugely emotional i'm really impressed with how these writers got all on the same page in terms of a unified feel for not only this character forget me not but just for the story as well it's it's just cool it's just like a parable and by the end you will fall in love with forget me not um, you will not forget him, but it's so sad as he does all this great stuff. He's like basically fixes Age of X, but everyone forgets about him. He tries to get rid of his powers and realizes he shouldn't. He interacts with all the major characters. There's a really sad moment with Professor X, but Magneto's in there, Cyclops is in there, the current Uncanny X-Men are in there. It's, oh man, it's it, it's everything we loved about Cy Spurrier's X-Men Legacy with the best parts of the other X-Men Legacy 2 and great art just a real testament to the talent of the creators who worked on this book sad to see it go once again i was sad to see it go last time yeah now i'm still sad to see it go indeed um all right time to pick our twins of the week i'm gonna go with captain marvel no brainer for me i'm super torn all week i've been thinking about this legacy on the one hand secret avengers on the other i'm gonna go with secret avengers uh because last time I picked X-Men Legacy, I said, oh, I'm picking it in part because it's the last time. It's a little bit of a cheat. <laughs> but both those books are really good. Uh, Avengers Undercover was really good. Deadpool was really good. Superior Foes of Spider-Man was really good. A lot of good books this week. Awesome. Please do check all of them out. Yeah. All right. So collections on sale this week. We've got all new X-Men Volume 2, Here to Stay. Avengers Absolute Vision Volume 2. Fantastic Four, The End. Iron Man, War Machine, Hands of the Mandarin. New Mutants Classic, Volume 2. She-Hulk, Volume 2, Superhuman Law. Thor, God of Thunder, Volume 3, The Accursed. And Young Inhumans. I remember when Iron Man, War Machine, Hands of the Mandarin came out in single issues. The uh, It was polybagged, of course. And it's the, the 90s. <clears throat> yeah. And the 
the special thing you got in your poly bag was you got an animation cell from the Ooh. Iron Man Marvel Action Hour. Yeah. And so I think in my room at home, I have a Mandarin animation cell sitting there. Sure. Why Gathering not? Mandarin dust. <laughs> All right. Also on sale in single issues, everything we discussed, as well as Daredevil Road Warrior Infinite Comic number three and Deadpool the Gauntlet Infinite Comic number 10, like we mentioned. We also have Cable number 77, Captain America number 21 through 28. Uncanny X-Men, number 359 through 383. Uncanny X-Men Annual from 1999. Wolverine, number 148. X-51, number 8. X-Men, 98. X-Men Unlimited, 26. And X-Men The Search for Cyclops, number 1 through 4. If you're wondering what the unifying element is, I, of course, looked it up. Uh, because I need to get art for a story. And it's that these are all the stories from X-Men vs. Apocalypse, volume 2, which included the Ages of Apocalypse weirdo story. Which is wow. a lot of fun, because nowadays his story so it's all over the place. Collections on sale this week. We've got, on the app, Avengers Defenders War, Fantastic Four The End, Iron Man War Machine, Hands of the Mandarin, New Mutants Classic Volume 2, She-Hulk Volume 2, Superhuman Law, Thor, God of Thunder Volume 3, The Accursed and Young Inhumans. I was reading the wrong sheet for the... the yeah. You were just reading okay. the digitals. All right, the you go collections back? are actually <laughs> Daredevil Dark Knights, Fantastic Four... Four, Volume Three, Doomed, Fantastic FF, Volume Two, Family Freakout, Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble, Volume One, Marvel's Captain America: The First Avenger, the screenplay, which is awesome, you should check that out. Marvel's Captain America: The Winter Soldier Prelude trade paperback, Thor: God of Thunder, Volume Three, the accursed hardcover, and Wolverine, Volume Two, Killable. But my Iron Man War Machine Hands of Mandarin story still applies. <laughs> Freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited, Astonishing X-Men number 67, Avengers number 19, Avengers Arena number 15, Captain America number 11, Deadpool number 16, Fantastic Four number 12, Fearless Defenders number 9, Indestructible Hulk number 13, Infinity The Hunt number 1, Mighty Avengers number 1, so jump on that series that Ryan loves so much, we all love, and Uncanny X-Force number 11. Yeah. Alright, time for news. Ben, what you got? Alright, we have some very cool news this week. We have in the amazing X-Men sphere, new writers coming in June. Kirk Kyle and Chris Yost, old buddies of ours. They worked on new X-Men. They worked on X-Force. They're great. They're bringing Colossus with them. I am hopeful that he will bring Domino with him because I love that relationship. Ed McGinnis still on the book. Exciting things planned for that. Like I mentioned, we've been revealing Secret Avengers stuff all week. We had a series of exclusive teasers by Michael Walsh who did just for us uh, that are being made into a variant cover. And Al Shkott offered commentary on each Captain Marvel. This is really cool. I don't know if you've had a chance to read this yet. Brett White spoke to Kelly Sue DeConnick, basically did a director's commentary on Volume 1 of Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And she went super in-depth. Uh, all the things that she originally planned that did not happen, and there was a lot of it. Uh, the series, the whole first arc was supposed to go differently. Uh, Miss Marvel was supposed to be introduced earlier. Infinity was not originally part of the plans. There's a whole Latveria Dr. Doom arc that never happened hmm. uh, it's really cool and Kelly Sue uh, is a great interview so you're going to want to dig that we had an Inhuman live chat last week with Charles Soule and Nick Lowe they talked about a whole bunch of stuff involving Inhuman which that looks like looks like it's going to be awesome Charles Soule uh, just the way Al Ewing kind of talked Mighty Avengers on that live blog and we were like this is going to be great Charles Soule did the same thing on Inhuman and then finally turn it over to you to talk about uh, South by Southwest. Okay, so I went to South by Southwest in the Austin, Texas area of the United States, <laughs> and I, uh, I ate a lot of food. 
Uh, I saw a little bit of the city, uh, and I was on two panels for Marvel, the House of Ideas panel and the Marvel Your Universe panel. We had a whole bunch of announcements. Uh, I think the biggest one for most of our fans would be the Marvel Unlimited updates. We completely renovated and updated the apps, and so there's a new reader for each version of the app. So if you're using Android or you're using iOS, you will have a reading experience that is tailored to your uh, platform, which is a big thing and it will actually really improve reading and, and using the, the system. Uh, we're also adding audio. So the, the project formerly known as Project Gamma is now this uh, adaptive audio incorporation into Marvel Unlimited. You can read uh, the Winter Soldier arc of the 2004 Captain America series to experience the audio. I highly suggest you do it because it's super cool. Uh, we're also adding video, starting with John Hickman's Avengers series. For six issues of that, I believe, all have video, so you'll see tons more video. We've got about 1,400-plus videos that we can incorporate. We will be doing that as we go along. Uh, so really cool stuff there. Uh, we announced a new documentary series that I've been working on with John Cirilli and a bunch of other people. It's called Tales to Astonish. Our first topic will be Civil War, and it's really a documentary series looking at the Marvel Universe, Marvel stories, and how they are reflected by or reflections of the real world and a whole bunch of other op things going on in there. But with Civil War, it's, you know civil liberties and, and privacy and all kinds of things that um, come to mind when you think about the story and you think about our way of life right now. So uh, I've seen the final cut of that first episode. It's super cool. Uh, we'll have lots more information on how, when, and where you'll see that. Uh, what else do we have? We had... Uh, this new Infinite comic coming out based on uh, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man. Yep, and the fun part about that is it will be free. Not Ultimate Comic Spider-Man, Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man. Right, Ultimate Spider-Man, right. but it will be free. Uh, it's going to be super cool. It's got amazing talent involved in mm -hmm. it. Folks who work on uh, our comics, who work on the TV show, all over the place. going to be really, really cool. Uh, you'll see that in a couple of months. Yeah. Uh, Avengers Alliance news. Oh, man. A lot of Avengers Alliance news. So much Avengers Alliance news. It's going to be a new spec op coming up with uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier tie-in. So you're going to be able to get the Winter Soldier. You're able to fight Batrock, Bat just like we've been dreaming of. Yeah. You get Cap's uh, cinematic costume from the Winter Soldier. That's going to be awesome. There's Falcon in there. There's Winter yep. Soldier in there. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy are coming. You're going to be able to play as Star-Lord, Drax, Gamora, Groot, and Rocket. All going to be available in the game. And there was a trailer hinting at ominousness coming up. Yeah. I've seen what what that reveal, what that really leads to. Right. Super cool. I can show you later. Yeah, they did a new. They launched a new chapter yesterday. Yeah. Oh, the new chapter. Did you see? And there's new ISO. I, there's new ISO. Mario the, the, the ISO situation frustrates me. I don't like just four more slots for ISO. I don't yeah. even have any of the empowered ISOs yet. I have like three empowered ISOs. Like now you go and get this augmented ISO. It's too much. Oh yeah. It's overwhelming. Oh yeah. But it looks awesome. Yes, I want to see that after we're done recording. Yeah. Did you? So. I got really frustrated, and I was, you know, doing something. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I want to see what this crazy weapon is. So yep. I did the the I box did. task. Yep. Uh, and I did it. I got the thing, and I was like, oh, it's, it's not that great. Uh, I played with it once. I already disabled it. Yeah. I don't care. It's not that cool. It's not that cool. It's, I was hoping for something. Yeah. Like the cube. 
Because we missed the cube. Yeah, we missed the cube, and we are also missed that like reality shift. Is that thing. not the same thing? Maybe I don't it know. is. I don't know. The point is, go and find out for yourself. Get this weapon for yourself. Play Avengers Alliance. But yes, I was a little let down by the the thing we got. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. I'm gonna socket it. Use it as a advantage in PvP. There are a bunch of uh, the like real weapons you'd get from the new. From the current spec up, mm. like Memento Mori and mm. Gaunt Caress and Oblivion. Yeah, I having those cool. three together, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, like the more they have a, a thing, the more you have of them. Yeah, the more uh, things that oh, you know cool. they do. So it's funny after all this time, you know, I'll, I'll move things in and out. But I like since very early on have had Sinister Scepter and Scroll of Angelog, the Baloney Scroll. Like I, I always come back to them. They're you like still use baloney scroll. I do. Oh wait, uh, in PvP or regular? Both. See, for I where I play PvP, yeah. it's usually against a beast and or a rogue. Yeah. So doesn't, yeah, baloney scroll becoming, doesn't do anything. It's becoming anymore. outdated. Yeah. But I still cling to it. Yeah. Right. Fair. Yeah. It's like a security blanket. I start. I pulled out the Modoc weapon, which is like, you know, designed right. for killing. Yeah, it's yeah, a, designed it's a, only an for energy killing. gun. Yep. And um, it's terrific because yep. it either makes the person do. Uh, an action that isn't an attack mm. or to recharge. Oh, alright. And sometimes the computer cool. actually recharges and sometimes they go for it and they lose 18,000 points of health. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it's a it's a whopper of a weapon. We had, we had an interesting debate earlier in the week about using Havoc in PvP, mm. which I'm still I'm not sure about. Because he gets that amazing kill shot but... But then he's out but he's still, out. If, if he gets that kill shot first turn, right. like... You, he may trouble. totally wipe out one of your characters. Yeah, right no, it's away. true. But unless he gets that one, it's like it's a risk because if he doesn't get it that first time, if I can stun him once and like take him out, like yeah. he's useless. He's a waste yeah. of a spell. It, it, it's a total crapshoot either way. Yeah, yeah. Or if he tries like his kill shot on someone who's phased, which he's done to me before, mm. so then he just got wasted and I take him out. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I switched in. My agent is wearing like the latest, the bruiser costume from the last mm. PvP. So against uh, a havoc, he's he's in bad shape. If, yeah. if the havoc goes yeah, after him, that's true. Uh, it's rough, but you know, it's all good. It's all fun. Yes, it's all fun stuff. Um, all right, where are we now? Yeah, so South by Southwest. Yeah, uh, that was it. I think we covered it. I think we may have. Else? Well, we talked about the Captain America Experience yep. uh, AR app, which is really cool. You should try that. You can use it, get the app, put it on your phone. If you see one of the latest posters from Captain America the Winter Soldier, just use it, whether it's on your computer or you know you see it on the street. Mm-hmm. And it, there's a really cool little AR activation that happens from it. Um, yeah, Cap is coming up soon. Very and sweet. I'm sure Strami will talk about all kinds of stuff. Good segue. But Wait. before he does, oh, no. I want to say the live stream uh, for the Captain America the Winter Soldier world premiere is this week. If you are listening to this before 6 p.m. Pacific on Thursday, watch it on Marvel.com and Marvel's YouTube channel and all over the place. If you're listening to this after that, watch the replay yeah. on Marvel.com, Marvel's YouTube, and all over the place. Should be a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, time for This Week in Marvel questions and comments. Just a reminder, you guys can tweet using the hashtag This Week in Marvel, and we'll pull it in in an episode two weeks from now. Uh, next week, we will have the This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club. Captain America the Winter Soldier. Yep. Uh, I was talking about it. 
great issue. Read and adaptive audio. Yeah, now you can read it with adaptive yeah, audio. Cool. I, I definitely, if you guys check it out, please let us know what you think of the mm-hmm. audio using the TwimURC hashtag as well as what you think of the comic. All right, we start with Will at Magic Never End. Superior Spider-Man number 28 shows what a badass MJ is. You just got spanked Mary Jane Watson style. Yes, please. R-O-F-L. R- that's pronounced R- Raffle? Raffle. Yeah. Raffle. Very cool. Squirrel Boy's back. My twin of the week is Fantastic Four number one, thanks to Johnny Temple sharing his digital code. Very nice. Sharing is caring. In the new Fantastic Four, has Valeria transferred from FF to Latvarian School of Science? Good question. <laughs> She's living in Liberia, so I I don't know. She might be a little she may be like past that. Yeah, she may be she's too like good grad, for like, she's like grad school level. In Doom's eyes, she may be too good for school. Yeah. You know, I, like think about it. He's probably giving her private tutoring yeah, lessons. Yeah, he's he's got like demons and, yeah. and other things that teach her the ways. Uh, all right. Christopher Short says, All new Marvel Now, Teen Heroes, four books for the price of one. All number ones. Can't read can't wait to read them. Thank you, Marvel. You're welcome. That was a cool little sale bundle we had. Uh, I think you could read Miss Marvel, New Warriors, Nova, and All New X-Men number one. That's terrific. Price of one comic. Nice. Chris says, in reference to two weeks ago when I said I was starting my comic collection, I was referring to comics I'm truly proud to own. Good. Okay, great. Cool. Uh, Chris says, Cards Against Humanity reference two weeks ago. Amazing game. My house has become the Happy Haps because of it. Yeah, I don't know what the Happy Haps are. I don't know what the Happy Haps are, but that's a great game. Yeah, uh, it's so fun. Really. I had uh, played that with our legal counsel, D. Lee, once. Oh. You'd be shocked. Uh, You know what? Not so shocked. She's she's demented. You would would see it. But it's still still weird to hear. (laughs) Yeah. Chris says, I have a DC fan friend that asked me to get him into the Mar- into Marvel. Challenge accepted. I let him borrow a few trade paperbacks, and it felt great. That's great, Chris. Uh, let us know what he thinks. Yeah. Uh, Scott Hall. Another one for the good guys. Yeah. Uh, he says, one of you based the word bombast- used. used the word bombastic in 122. The only other time I've heard that word was for the bombastic bagman. You don't hang out with us enough because we use it all the time. Yeah. It's a good word. Uh, he says, no, don't kill yourself. Sign off on 122 of This Week Tomorrow. Is that just going to be on Twim now? I forget who signed off like that. Me, probably? No, I mean, I mean it had to be what was... Or it was in one of your... It was probably a creator. Yeah. I don't know. I have to go back and look. I'm yeah. sure it was said by someone. We forget a lot of things. I think it was Remender, which would make sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. But I'm not sure. Yes. Chris says, will we be getting more issues of all new Marvel Now Teen Heroes or just the one issue? That was the only one planned for now, but we'll see what the reception is and who knows. Yes. Um, he says, Moon Knight one, number one was fantastic. That bird skull thing looked amazing. Hmm. That is, that uh, cool. the bird skull thing is, what's his name? The Avatar dude, the... the Conchu. Conchu, yeah. yeah. Good old Conchu. He's back. Yeah. Uh, Chris says, is Puck the only one in Alpha Flight that speaks Canadian? Uh, there's no actual language that's Canadian. If you mean French, uh, then Aurora speaks it. Yeah, and I, she I'm sure it all the time. North Star does sometimes. I'm sure most of them do. It's, I think it's a very yeah. bilingual country. I think Aurora actually speaks it more than Puck does. She, she's always yeah. babbling on in French. But yeah. you know, you got to remember also. Canada is like the states. The different provinces have different uh, different things. Some of them are French Canadians, some of them aren't. And if you if you mean just like a, if you say a lot, boot, then, yeah, I, mean, I guess yeah, I, I guess is that Canadian? Is, Clarif- yeah, that's that's clarify just... for us, please. We'll get back to you in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Chris also says, The Twim Now Silver Surfer episode, someone asked, How is the board going to react to someone else on board? And no one laughed. I'm sure we're all laughing inside, but we're too professional. Yeah, we're, we're super pros. Yeah. And final one from Chris, he says, this I have to great. apologize. I normally listen to This Week in Marvel as soon as it comes out, but for a reason I can't explain, I waited until it, and then there's no follow-up. I'm going to blame intern extraordinaire Alexander Lopez for not getting follow-up. Yeah. Actually, it was probably not tagged This Week in Marvel, so he didn't find it. Mm. Which, mm. you got to tag. If you're going to do a two-part tweet to us, you have to, uh, you have to do them both This Week in Marvel. Because uh, our intern does not know to comb through and look for your follow-up. Yeah, Ryan's, look, Ryan's looking for it. You're now. correct. And it, I'm no. looking it up on Twitter. It says, "It was brought up in my queue of multiple pods. I promise it won't happen again." It's quite all right, Chris. Yeah, don't let it happen again. <laughs> but yeah, please, if you're tagging multiple posts, remember to put this week in Marvel hashtag in all of them. Yeah. Gay comic guy, cool Daredevil, Road Warrior, Radar Sense opening team really showed the potential of digital and infinite comics. And he tweeted Mark Wade in that. You got to figure a Mark Wade digital comic. You know. It's going to be amazing. He knows what's one of the pioneers. Yeah. All right. Kyle Charles, Johnny Temples. Secret finales. The Secret Avengers finale was amazing. I can't wait for the new series. Uh, you're in luck. It's out now. I think you're really going to dig it. Mockingbird, Quake, and the Winter Soldier need a book. That would be awesome. I agree. I'd love to see them Hell yeah. doing their own thing. The Wolverine and X-Men finale was awesome. I can't wait for the next series to start. Again, it's already, it's already underway. We don't wait. Cataclysm number five left me feeling happy and sad. Best Ultimate Universe event yet. So many deaths. Bring on survive. Quick question. Is Havoc still alive in the Ultimate Universe? Great question. I don't even remember what Ultimate Havoc was like. Uh, it's pretty nondescript. He only yeah. showed up a couple times. I think Stuart Eminem brought him in. Mm. Um, not, but Brian came on and Stuart Eminem brought him in. I, I think he is. He's kind of a non-factor. He's off doing his own thing. Maybe we'll see him in the near future, but uh, maybe. On Cam Avengers number 17, all I can say is, whoa. Is that all you could say for the death of a planet? Yeah, I think you can say more. I mean, come on. Rustle a lot more. I'm scared (laughs) that something bad is going to happen to Anna Maria, that of course is in Superior Spider-Man. Yeah, me too. I'm a little nervous. Magneto number one was awesome. He used to have all the resources in the world. Now all he has is a laptop. Hard times. Let me tell you something about hard times, daddy. (laughs) Uh, now your homework, <laughs> Twim listeners, is to YouTube Dusty Rhodes Dusty Hard, Hard Times. Times. You'll get it right away. And you will thing. watch the greatest wrestling promo oh, ever. So good. Ever. So good. Another one from Squirrel Boy. I guess he got s- separated. Hoping I can get hold of one of those original Sin bouncy eyeballs in the UK. They look awesome. Marvel, you rule. Have you not seen these yet? No. Our incentive for original Sin are these little they're basically like super balls like the bouncy balls but they have an eye on them amazing an original sin on the back amazing. David Gabriel has one you should go let him uh, ask to play with it it's really cool it's uh, it's the watcher's eye hey Dave can I play with your eye yeah ask if you can play with his eye of course everyone is freaking out because they're saying there's an actual eye on this whereas the watcher has no irises or pupils but they're just fun enjoy them yeah uh, Kieran Doherty who that I think super Irish name uh Maybe, but Maybe. Also, <laughs> uh, also new to the podcast. Yes. Hello, Kieran. Says, really enjoying this week in Marvel with Agent M and Ben J. Morse. It's great do. how excited and animated they get talking about the Marvel books. We love them. Yeah. Love Thank you. Stuff. 
And he says, he or she says, Loving Guardians and all new X-Men. The interaction with Corsair and past Cyclops. Also, X-23's hug made me laugh. I thought Aww. that was kind of sweet. That was really yeah, touching. Was you laugh at people's emotions. You monster. I like Welcome that. to the show. Yeah. You'll fit right in. Ryan Combs says, Nova 14 showed Rich Rider. Yeah, it did. Has Marvel showed what happened to him or how Quill Thanos returned from the Cancerverse? We've seen glimpses, but we have not gotten the full story yet. It's you like, got a figure. It's coming at some point. I hope. Sure. Maybe. Maybe. It's like what? What are you going to say? I don't know. I didn't have anything. You got nothing. Ryan Hood said, It must be nice to have a tool slash mode of transportation that no one can steal. We got a picture of Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Yeah. yeah. Looks like. All right. Gamma Mantium. New Uncanny X-Men. Number 18 is truly stunning. Its layouts take me back to Weapon X number 92, early candidate for comic of the year. That was the Marco Rudy issue. Mm. Did a great job. Oh, yeah. Avengers World 3 is an awesome comic. You don't need to know what's going on in the Marvel Universe to have fun here. Loving it. Ben Forrest, who would win in a fight between Hulk and the Thing and Colossus? I'm going to go with Hulk. I always go with Hulk. Yeah. Hulk thing is like the classic fight. It's always like, Thing's the underdog. He has to think his way out of it. My favorite was when the ti- the uh, tables were flipped and mm-hmm. Thing was all mutated. Oh, so right, he was right. super strong. Yeah, was and Hulk was Grey Hulk, so he yeah. wasn't as strong. Yeah. No offense to Colossus, but he's not even in the no. conversation. He gets Heavens, no. smashed by Maybe Hulk. when he has Juggernaut. Oh, yeah. Helmet, That'd be but, interesting. Yeah. But even I mean, then, like he was he was always sort of like he's a third, tempered. Third and, tier. Yeah. yeah. He's always, he's always the least experienced. He, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Ref Gamlin, Robert Nolan, unwound after a crazy tense Monday at the office by hitting the hashtag, I would be the hashtag Jim. Hashtag Jim. Hashtag Jim. Catching up on numerous freaking Marvel apps. Love you guys. How many episodes, how many, how long were you working out? Good for you, bro. Yeah, numerous episodes. We go long. Hashtag feel the burn. Hashtag own it. Uh, last one of the week is from Cyclopean Dog says with future Quentin Quire turning up as Phoenix in Battle of the Atom does that mean the end of AVX has been will be retconned it doesn't mean anything about retcon uh, it just means that anything can happen in the future so you know oh, what the deal is with the Phoenix yeah it dies and <laughs> it gets reborn yep it's true. So, it's true. who's to say it can't be reborn over and over again? Anything is possible. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't don't look don't for quit a your, retcon. Just, you know, mm. just enjoy stories. Enjoy yeah. it. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Once again, remember, read the uh, Twim URC for next week, which is Captain America, the Winter Soldier arc. Give that adaptive audio a try. Let us know what you think. Yep. And um, we'll be back with another one next week. This is Marvel your universe.